0: Hey, Spoiled Milk family, how's it going? This is your co-host, Big Mike. I'm also on with my cousin and co-host, DJ. How's it going today, DJ?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Big Mike. I'm doing pretty good. Just
0: trying to enjoy Labor Day. Oh, yeah. man. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a, another great day to fire up the grill. I'm not sure if people in the Midwest fire up the grill as often as people in the Southeast like myself. So This is a good grill day for us
1: look, you know, I got roots down south, so, you know, okay. we, we don't miss, we, we don't miss, it might not be as nice as your spring,
0: but we got <laughs> something out there. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, because because I always make the joke that everybody from, from up north is from down south originally, so yeah, those, those, those roots and those grilling practices travel with you. That, that's right
1: that's right we just we just use different barbecue sauce that's all it is that's, oh, Okay. That's all awesome.
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah most definitely and speaking of barbecue yeah. sauce what if everybody used the same barbecue sauce because like that's mustard based a a sure big idea. exactly and speaking of what if that was a that was a pretty poor transition into the first topic of today is the awesome marvel what if series on Disney Plus. Um cheap plug for Div- for Disney Plus. If any of the execs are listening, y'all could send us a couple bucks. Will I send you the Cash App handle? Have you checked out any or all of the War episodes yet?
1: Oh you better believe it. I am all caught up. Um uh, I, I I have my own thoughts about the last couple. None okay. of them are bad. So you know I don't think any of them are bad. Just the last two episodes uh the one uh, with the mystery character killing the avengers and then the one that featured dr strange you know i watch them with my kids and uh both of those episodes are you know especially one with dr strange pretty dark Um, dark. so yeah if any of our listeners watch uh, or you know you're behind and you watch What If with your kids. Maybe episode four, especially, you want to skip that one because it gets real. And it, it, man, it's sad. It's, it's real sad and dark.
0: It's it's very sad and very dark. And uh minor spoiler alert, or oh, this could be a major spoiler actually. Three, two, one. The bad guys win. I didn't I didn't see that coming. You know when when they split. You know which is, a, is a, which is essentially good Doctor Strange from bad Doctor Strange. I, I guess the kid in me always says the good guy is going to win at the end, but when the bad guy actually won at the end and the screen turned black and they rolled credits, I'm like, wow, did I actually see that? Yeah, that was a little different for me. <laughs> they didn't win this time. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if they're going to the back. No. Yeah maybe maybe they'll bring it back next week, and the good guys can win like the snap versus the post snap, yeah, we got um, zombies next week so zombies next week. week
1: we got zombies this week, so wow, yeah, okay. we got zombies next episode, so i mean uh okay they they might not they might not win that <laughs> way either, but i honestly so the the fourth episode with dr strange in in my mind and, and you know, I'm a writer, so I'm looking at this. Thinking to myself, there's only one way that Doctor Strange could have defeated himself. And honestly, that was by killing himself. Because yeah. uh the ancient one told him, She said, Look, you know, I split you in two different uh auras or two different beings, because by yourself, uh split apart, you can't, you know, you can't accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. So the when it got to the part where you know, let's say Doc, dark Doctor Strange was defeating Doctor Strange of light. Okay, I was like, the only way he can stop him is if he kills himself and then removes the ability for him to have this power. Uh, I see. And once he didn't do that, I was like, oh, game over, man, game over.
0: Yeah, just takes this take the other half out of the equation. Well, that's true. I didn't I didn't even see it like that. Watching it, I was just assuming that they would show. Light Doctor Strange. I actually like that term that like, you just created there. I actually kept thinking Light Side Doctor Strange was going to defeat Dark Side Doctor Strange, but that wasn't what happened. It was. I mean, it was interesting, and I guess it's good to show the bad guys winning sometimes, so that people don't don't just get in the habit of saying, "Well, the good guys will always succeed in the end, and you know, good always triumphs." It's it's, it's good to kind of have that. Little bit of uncertainty in there to kind of keep you on your toes.
1: Yeah, and and when we look at this, I mean there's a reason why all these are alternate realities. In every episode or in every every episode except for the first one with Peggy Carter, there's a lot of darkness to it. Like even if we go back to the to episode where he was Star Lord. Right. When you go into um into the collector's throne room or his trophy room right whatever it's called i don't know where where he keep all the people where he keep all his kidnapped right, right. Uh, anyway where he keep all the people he kidnapped you know he had thor's hammer he had yeah. captain america's shield he had like an x-wing back there so obviously like that's a real darker universe even though uh a black panther helped a lot of other people when you look back at earth at some point the collector probably went there uh took an infinity gem or another infinity gem and defeated all yeah. of the Avengers so I mean in every single episode there's there's some darkness to it or even the one with uh, uh the one where um the avengers were all getting murdered or killed uh yeah. you know Loki takes over at the end. Uh, yeah so you know yeah. there's a lot of darkness in it it's the reason why these episodes are you know or these universes are offshoots from the main universe because there's some pretty messed up stuff that happens in all of them. Lots
0: of lots of messed up stuff. And on the whole, how would you rate your um your love/like of of the what if series? Has it sort of met your met your expectations, or exceeded or are like fallen short of your expectations?
1: Uh actually, I like it. I like it a lot because uh, why we know it's not the main universe they are taking a lot of risk and, and that's pretty much with all of the uh, Disney plus shows. Uh, none yeah. of them are quote unquote you know home runs where you just know okay this is definitely gonna work you're gonna definitely knock this out the park no they've been taking risks and right. anytime creatively where you're taking those risks and you're saying okay we're gonna do another Marvel show but it's gonna be all alternate universes that are for the most part collected in one episode, like they're individual episodes and the bad guys win a lot of time, you're taking a huge risk. So, uh, you know, for me, it's definitely worth it. That's why I watch it every week just because I'm like, okay, this is something a lot different and it's quite enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I would, I would say most of the same things. I like it. When I heard about what if it made me think about as a kid, I remember, I was I was in the comic book store and I bought a What If uh, issue. What if Uncle Ben had lived and Aunt May died? It was centered around Spider Man, and I'd never heard Marvel I talk about it. What If. Yeah, okay. So this was a long time ago, and I'd never heard Marvel mention anything about What If. So when I saw that the What If series was coming out, I was thinking, yeah, this this has potential. This has, you know, this this could be really cool. Um, the Peggy Carter episode, it was okay. Seeing Peggy as Captain America, seeing T'Challa as Star Lord, that's been my favorite one. And most of that's because of Chadwick Boseman doing the voice. It was cool to hear Chadwick as Panther again. The um, the next one with with uh, Nick Fury and he was trying to trying to determine who's murdering the Avengers. That was good. And the Doctor Strange one was a uh, good, even though it caught me off guard. I like the What If series, but to me, it still kind of comes off as like an appetizer. You know, you go to a fancy restaurant and this is the dinner salad that's going to get you ready for the lobster tail or the steak that's coming out later on. But Marvel doesn't seem to have announced when the steak is coming. So I don't know. Um, there, the, the movies that we see on the close horizon, to me, don't seem to be of the yoke of the Iron Man or the Captain America, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther or especially the the, the Avengers full team movies. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of which, you you've told me that you watch Shang Shang-Chi.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I'm finally pronouncing it correctly. It's Shang Shang-Chi. 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 So, so I I, I you know to. Don't don't worry. They actually deal with that in the movie <laughs> where, he, where he teaches Aquafina how to say shung 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 chi shung chi. The, the, so there's a character it, called Aquafina. I think there are a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, wow. Aquafina. That's the uh, she's she's an actress. Uh, I think she's a rapper too. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, uh, okay. She was in that movie uh, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. You ever see that?
0: I haven't seen that before. Crazy Rich I've... Asians. I've I've unseen trailers for it, and I think the guy Henry is it Henry Golding that's playing Snake Eyes was the star of it? I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, okay, uh, Aquafina. Wow.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's his name, but he wasn't. He isn't start uh, Snake Eyes. He, it's a good movie, man. It's a really good movie, and okay. uh, she's quite funny in it. Uh, and I know they were talking about, uh, you know, she got some backlash because you know she uses a lot of ebonics and black slang. And, Okay. I, you know, I'm not getting into all that. It is what it is. Comedy, right. comedy is one of those things, you don't, know, you know, it's going to offend somebody. People use it different ways. I, I you know, I yeah. can understand that, but she's in, she's in this as well. Uh, okay. She, I thought she was going to be really annoying because you know how sometimes you can get a, mm-hmm. a comedic character and they can be just uh, super annoying and get on your nerves, but she wasn't that bad. Okay, Uh, but but the movie itself was okay. The movie itself was okay, and uh, if if anybody who hasn't seen it, you know, I I know a lot of us were on the fence with it. We had a lot of misgivings about about the film. Uh, And if you haven't seen it, you don't want to be spoiled. We'll put a time code in here. We'll give you a minute uh, to to jump ahead right here. But I'm going to get into some some pretty heavy spoilers. OK, this movie right. about what I liked about it and what I did not like about it, uh, be, be, because trust me, there's a lot to like. There's okay. a lot to like. So we, we'll, we'll mark it right here. So if you don't want to be spoiled, jump ahead. We won't you know, we won't spoil it after that, but you can jump ahead right now. Uh, But I'm going to get into spoilers right here. So first thing, let me just give you my rating right off the bat. Right OK, off the bat. all right. OK, I'm giving I'm giving it seven out of ten. I'm giving it 7 out of 10 cups of spoiled milk. I give okay, it 7, 7 out of 10. 10?
0: Okay, okay.
1: it's not bad. It's roughly not bad.
0: Roughly Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, roughly it's a passing, score. It's a uh, passing and, score. And 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 I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why cuz remember we we talked about this a little bit uh before. And okay. uh we, you let's let's do this. Do you want to you want me to get the bad out the way first or yeah, do we want to into the good is.
0: I think it's always good to get the negatives out of the way and then build it up on the way out. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. A compliment sandwich. There we go. All right. (laughs) There we are. Okay. All right. So uh, this movie, Shang-Chi, runs into the same issue that a lot of the Marvel Phase 1 movies had with the villain. All right. Okay. Uh, The villain, as most of us know, in, in the title card and a lot of the cast reviews, where you go watch the cast, you, you, we already know that the Mandarin uh, is here, even though they don't call him the Mandarin in the film. Right. Uh, Tony, Tony Long is the Mandarin, uh, which is Shang Chi's father. All right. Oh wow! Okay. That's a, that's yeah, he's basically. Uh, yeah, he's he's basically been living for eight hundred years. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, the the rings keep him alive or, you know, have given him eternal life or extra long life, right? Natural, naturally long life. And he, at, at one point early in the film, he gives up being the Mandarin, you know, air quotes. He gives up being the Mandarin, uh, because he fell in love with this, this, uh, this, uh, this powerful lady, just protecting the, the entryway to this legendary city, or legendary area called, uh, Talo. Right. So she, she's protect, she's the protector of this place. Okay. And they fall in love and he decides not to be the Mandarin anymore. Uh, until she dies and she dies. And then he says, okay, I'm going back to being the Mandarin. And <laughs> okay. a, it's a lot of stuff that kind of happened like that. And he goes back, he trains his kids to be killers and murderers and all this. And I'm just like, that makes no sense. Like, that that you know that that does not happen like that. That makes no sense. Like who would yeah. who would do that? I, I guess it would make a little more sense if they had some type of mysterious being kill her or yeah. some some somebody else like in the shadows kill her that's gonna tie in, in at the end of the movie. But it doesn't happen like that. Like she gives up her powers as well. And she's killed by like basic street thugs. It's like 20 of them. Twenty of them oh, coming to their home. Oh yeah, wow! It's just you know, yeah. It's like, like basically a home and, invasion
0: takes out the Mandarin's wife.
1: Ba- yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Wow. That's it. Joe, Joe Pesci Joe, Joe Pesci Pesci's in style. the beginning. yeah.
0: <laughs> they at least have on ski masks so, and, and gloves or anything. Or? Oh
1: no, they, they no they had on they had on three piece suits. They 3P, had on three okay. piece suits. Okay. That was about it. Be <laughs> and they so, or something so that's the thing that gets him to raise up this all powerful assassin army. And I'm like, dude, that makes no sense. I was like that, you know, like, yeah, I understand he's upset. And then he, he tracks this dude down. They, they track down everybody who killed his wife, except for the last person. And then he sends his son to go do it instead of doing it himself. And -hmm. and I kind of understand that, but, it was one of those things. I was like, okay, that's kind of dumb. Like yeah. you, you know, you you you're making these great leaps of logic. So that was like the main thing. And and that's not to talk about uh the actor, right? The actor that played the Mandarin, Tony Long. He he's been around for quite a while, and he did an excellent job uh delivering his lines and interacting with other characters. So I don't blame him. It's right. just. He and didn't he, write the script. To me, it was just yeah, he didn't he didn't write the script. Even the right. director didn't write the script, right? right? So whoever wrote the script on that part when it comes and Marvel has an issue with this. You know, I would have thought that they learned their lesson after Thanos and after Killmonger. And even like, like you look at Loki, Loki, right yeah. on Disney Plus. Uh excellent, excellent portrayals of villains in excellent. all of those shows. Yeah, excellent. Even with even with characters that have gray area, you look at uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, right. g- characters with gray character, uh, gray area, v- villains with gray area. Those are great examples of villains with gray area. Whereas this, it, it just kind of fell apart. Even his motivations, right at the end of the movie, uh, they they. Uh, he, he does all this to get back to this sacred village of to- Talo, right? Okay. So he does he does all this stuff to get back because he's hearing voices of his wife that's trapped behind some sacred gate <laughs> in the city of Talo wow. with all these people. He's like, yeah, I got to get her out. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then he's not really the main villain. There's like some CGI creature. And I was just like, oh, my God, man. Come on, man. It's just... It, yeah. it just, it, it, it yeah, it kind of fell apart right there. And it's not, it's, and I'm saying this, it's not a bad movie, right? It's right, it's right. not, and I'm going to kind of get to that with the good, but that was one of the things that as I'm sitting in the theater, you know, watching this two hour and 12 minute movie, which it wow. was long, you know, my Sundays are long. You, you already know, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. we had to draft on stupid. Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, I had a bunch of stuff going on. Oh, you yeah. know, about the middle part of that movie, about an hour through, I was fighting, man. I was like, oh, my God, this is... All right, you guys got... Because you can kind of tell at certain points that they're just adding stuff. They're adding cameos yeah, right, and right. all of this just to kind of get through it. And I was struggling. Uh, but that's the that's my second point. Like, the movie was bloated in spaces. Right. very bloated. In certain yeah. areas. Yeah, they could have edited it down. Like, even the the fight between Wong and the Abomination, right? It right. it wasn't a bad fight. It was it was actually pretty cool. Uh but in my opinion, they didn't really need to add that because if, it it just kind of took away from some of the movie. Right? right? If if maybe if Shang-Chi had fought the Abomination, it would have been a little bit better, and I thought that was the way it was going to go because I know in the comic books, Shang-Chi, he faces off against some, like, Hulk-level villains. And then he comes out on top because he used his martial arts skill. And I thought the film should have... It really should have focused on that martial arts skill more. Because his mother, coming from this sacred village, uh, the village taught her how to fight. They called it the uh, fighting style of the gods. And they really didn't get into... You know, they really didn't get into that fighting style, you know, uh, how, how she did that. He's kind of born with it a little bit, right. but they, they really don't, they don't flesh that out. And, and I yeah. think if they would have fleshed that out more, you know, uh, the actor who played Shang-Chi, uh, C, Simu Liu, he he did a great job, right? And I liked him. Like, I, I, I actually look forward to seeing him in future Marvel movies. Uh, just because he fit in well, he seemed his character was likable. He wasn't like Captain Marvel. Like Captain Marvel was not a likable character. Like you know, yeah. it turned a lot of people off. Uh, but his character is not like that. Yeah, right. me included. I'm, I'm with you right there. Yeah. But his character is not like that. He, you you root for him throughout the entire film because he's just a down to earth guy that happens to be mixed up in all this craziness. Uh, okay. So I, I thought they should have focused a little bit more on that. Uh, and it's so, interesting the you
0: villain. was, I that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just, just want to say, it's interesting you would say that because from the trailers, it looked like he was going to be heavy into martial arts, as far as the martial arts, actually fighting with the martial arts, martial arts philosophy. It looks, I was thinking they were going to give you a background on his fighting style and, and really dive deep into you know, his, his his abilities, his training, things like that. So it didn't really touch on his martial arts background very much. Okay. No,
1: I mean, well, they show him going through training, right? Okay. The basic training. They, they show his father training him over and over and over and over and over again. And then they make mention about him learning to fight by him knowing himself, which was a great point. But they didn't really get into the point. Of uh his mother being able to fight with this style of the gods. Wow, okay. right, which which really puts the super in superhero. You know, uh that's him true. being able to do that and him being able to manifest it. So that, that was it. It is very heavy into the martial arts. And and honestly, that's let me just start moving to the good points. The martial oh, yeah. arts themselves in the film are, are well done, right? You can okay. tell. You know, is is this isn't like Iron Fist. You know how Iron Fist it was terrible. Iron, Iron Fist on Netflix. The, yeah, the, yeah. It, the the martial arts was ter- this is not that right. This is this is really, uh, really well done. Where well choreographed martial arts. You can tell that uh, Lou uh, has, has spent time training, getting himself prepared, getting his body prepared. He nails all of his uh, all of the stunts, at least where I can tell he did them himself. Uh, he, he, he nailed them. He, he did a great job there, right? Okay. So no, no problems, no worries there. He did, he did a great job. And then the cinematography, which that's what helped sell the martial arts was really good. Uh, my only other complaint there is that we had a lot, and maybe this was the theater that I went to a, a lot of the scenes, the, the nighttime scenes were kind of dark, hard for me to follow. So when okay. I watch it next time, it's going to have to be at home. Uh, with my yeah. brightness up on my 4K television, because you know okay. I didn't go see IMAX or anything like that. I, you know, I went to you know a standard show, and and honestly, right. they, they have great cameras where I go. Uh, I go to MJR, uh, so I mean they have uh, good equipment, but it was just it was super dark and hard to follow. But the martial arts themselves, great. The action set pieces, like the set piece on the bus that every you know the the trailer oh, yeah, the show yeah. everybody. Right. That part was awesome. That part okay. was awesome. It was well done, uh, well choreographed. A couple funny parts on there, funny bits on there. All of that stuff landed well, uh, but it was just you know it was just too dark in places. But the martial arts were great. A uh, couple great cameos uh, when right before uh, Wong fights Abomination uh, as uh, Shang Chi and Aquafina are walking into the fighting arena. They they okay. walk past a couple fighting cages, and you could tell right away that they're taking a jab. Like some of the characters are dressed like characters from Street Fighter. So like you okay. see a guy that looks like E Honda throwing okay. a, a Ryu around. Uh, I think they take a jab at Mortal Kombat too. It looks like it's a guy in the back that looks like Kano. And as okay. they're going through this place, uh, uh, Shang Chi is like, "All right, these, these I'm gonna fight these guys." And the guy walking them through, he's like, nah, these are low-level fighters. Like, oh, we're going to take you to the higher level. So <laughs> it, it was a nice little jab as uh, Street Fighter. Uh, the Wong Abomination fight, it, it was short. And even though I said they didn't need it, it, w- it was a short but good fight, right? Bruh. It was a short but good fight. Because right away, uh, you think to yourself, like, okay, how can, uh, how can Wong defeat Abomination? uh and, and he does and the way he does it is really really good it it, it was pretty cool uh and then from there they go into a uh, action set piece not too long after that shang chi fights in the arena and then he fights uh and i can only call him the kabuki ninja because i don't okay. remember the name of this the, the kabuki ninja i have no idea who this That's character awesome is now. but he, like has the white mask. So, yeah. I, I, you know, as I'm taking notes in the theater, I'm like, yeah, Kabuki Ninja. Awesome. That's what my notes say. So that's that, that was a good fight. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we'll use. Uh, um, oh, yeah. That but, works uh, for me. And, and then the, you say what? That works for you?
0: Well, that works for me. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Kabuki uh, Ninja, and, that works.
1: Yeah. And, and then uh I got a small gripe here. <laughs> And my, and my wife said, well, you know, it, it's a small gripe. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But I'll still go with it. So we call this movie, sean chi The Legend of the Ten Rings. OK? Correct. But he wears the rings around his his wrist. So I, I would rather prefer <laughs> to call this movie The Legend of the Ten Bracelets. The but ten uh, bracelets. it's all yeah, good. <laughs> the yeah. Ten Bracelets. But, uh, but, but regardless, it's all good. It, it's a good film. I, I would tell you what I loved about this movie, right? And, okay. and then we kind of move on. I, I'll, I'll go into the post uh, the post credit scene. Uh, what I loved about this movie is the mostly Asian cast. Okay. All right? And it, it reminded me very similarly to Black Panther. It was like a lot of elements of Black Panther as far as ethnicity and things like that right. uh, within this film. Far. Yes, the culture part was very good because uh, you don't get that enough. And seeing, uh, uh, and, and you know, the 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 director of this film, her name escapes me, but the director of this film, she said she set out to make a, an authentic Asian experience. And really that came across in this movie. And I love that because you got to just see, Regular everyday people. A lot, of this, uh, a lot of this film took place in San Francisco. They recorded a lot of it in San Francisco, which we know has a, a large Asian uh, population. But to see oh, the yeah. marketplace, to to see a- Asian families interact, and, and, and it came off very, not, not authentic, but it came off organic, right? right? Like it was just a normal everyday thing. And for me, that was really good because often in the United States, what we get is that we get this very stereotypical look oh, yeah. uh, at Asian culture. Right. And uh, for us to, to see this, uh, a very authentic and organic look at, at an Asian family within a film was definitely a breath of fresh, fresh air. And it made me feel good about this film. And, and they had all the tenets of family and legacy and connection and carving your own path all of that stuff kind of came out and and that's really the thing which I like about these films black panther included where you can kind of deal with some of this uh some of the things that we have going on in the background or in our culture in a film as big as a marvel film so that was that was one of the things that that knocked this this movie up higher for me is just that aspect and you know what just because of that I'm going to knock it up a little bit I'm going to knock it okay. up to- to eight out of ten. I'm not because I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, that was for, for me, that felt really good. I'm not Asian uh at all, but uh the Asian uh the Asian culture has just been under so much attack in the last year and with with it to various degrees, to have something like this was a really feel good moment, at least for me. And uh, you know, I'm glad that Shang Chi did as, as well as it did. I know it opened up the Labor Day weekend. I think like 135 million over the Labor Day oh, that's weekend. Good, man. So yeah, yeah it, it did. And it's not a bad movie, man. It's not. It's just it suffers from being a Marvel movie. And and that, that yeah. sounds bad, but it the reason it suffers is because it has to hit all of these other bullets. Or all of these other points to fit into this larger story, and I think it would have been well served if it was its own self-contained story uh, yeah. by itself, and it didn't have to hit all of these other points. Uh, but in the, but regardless of that, it was a, it was a good movie. It it really okay. was. It was a good movie.
0: Uh, yeah, now was- now oh. going
1: into the pardon, I'm sorry. Oh yeah,
0: I was I was just want to say that was one of the things that kind of had me kind of apprehensive about it because. I had heard Shang-Chi was a Marvel character, but Shang-Chi wasn't one of the more popular Marvel characters. And it seemed like this movie was just coming out of nowhere. And I think the timing of it was kind of bad. I think if they had made this movie maybe, let's say, five years ago, and if this was going to come after, let's say, Captain America Civil War and before the first Infinity War movie or something like that, you know, if it's going to come in the time between you have some outstanding Marvel movies sort of bookcasing it, so to speak. But this has come pretty much in the drought of very good Marvel movies. And it's kind of tough when when you have, you know, we we have had the second Infinity War, which is probably going to be the best it's going to be. I, 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 I remember watching that movie. And when, when, you know, Sam comes on cap speaker and he says, on your left. And then you see all of the heroes just appearing. And when they all line up in a line and Thor's hammer flies in Captain America's hand and he says, Avengers, and he makes that long pause, assemble. And when he says assemble, I said to myself, probably loud enough the person next to me to hear, it, hear me in the theater, it's never going to be this good again. And I don't think it's going to be this good again. But now it's got to the point where it's not very good at all as far as the movies go. And I'm hoping that 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 this is going to have to be a slow burn. It's going to have to build up into being. I don't know some some future climax, maybe involving the X Men or something. That it's going to build back to where it was, but now we're on the bottom side of it again, and hoping for this big build to return.
1: So, so with the loss of Chadwick, um, I really think Marvel was banking on him being. Uh, that that next, you know, Robert Downey, uh, Chris right. Evans, uh, with with his untimely uh, passing and, and God rest his soul, we're still praying for his family, right? Uh, Definitely. You know, a lot of their direction, uh, or they, you know, a lot of the direction of places they were going was kind of lost uh, with him when 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 he uh, departed from us, uh, because he was you know the next successor without question. Like who would be that person to step in to lead the adventures? And and I'ma say, I'm gonna make a bold statement here. I'm gonna make a bold statement. Uh because and and I love Thor. Don't get me wrong, right? Because Thor is an awesome character. But in Shang-Chi, he was and, and watching this film, but there's nothing else you take away from it. He is a likable character. Like he is he is so likable. I can see if if they get the right script for his next film because i know he he was kind of hampered with uh with the uh he was kind of hampered with uh the, you know the origin story cuz everybody's got to go through their origin story he was hampered with that right but the actor and the portrayal of the character were likable enough for me to say okay this guy fits in the avengers and i could see him being a strong part part in the avengers going forward and it's not too many other characters that have come along for me to say that there have been some likable characters right but he was one of those characters i said okay a little bit more maturity from this character and i could see him being a leader of the avengers at some point not maybe not the leader but up there as a leader in the avengers at some point in the future he was just that likable he he was it, 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 he really was he yeah he drove the movie w- without question he drove the movie for me his interactions with other characters just uh, just everything man He 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 drove it and and if we can just if if they can get him a first of all he needs a new costume all right i didn't like his costume that much it was okay but you know I need something a little more tactical uh for him and I know it it's supposed to be light and airy because he's a martial arts master and that's what martial arts people yeah. wear but you need right. something a little more tactical because you're out there fighting space gods and aliens yeah. and dragons and all this stuff so you need you need something uh yeah, that's you need true. something to get that done so, <laughs> yeah. so so we'll see how that goes but you know, we we got the Marvel preview coming up after this, so we'll oh, kind of yeah. get to see what Marvel looks like. I'm just gonna hit these last two points, and then if you want, oh, we sure. can move forward. Uh, okay, so good. the mid credit scene, the mid credit scene, uh, the mid credit scene, uh, and again we're in spoilers right now. So the mid credit okay. scene featured um, it featured Wong going back to get. Uh, Shang-Chi and Aquafina, uh, and bring them into uh, bring them. Uh, it looked like he was at the Sanctum Sanctorium where Doctor Strange lives, right? Uh, And then you had on a video display or a you know, a holographic display, you had Captain Marvel and then you had Bruce Banner, and you can definitely tell, uh, some time has, has passed by. They had they had Brie Larson, her wig was horrible. Let me say that the wig she okay. had on was horrible okay <laughs> you could definitely tell like it's like somebody brung her in was like all right put this wig on all right here we go she probably was like i don't know how this is gonna look and they said don't worry we're fixing the post. we're fixing the post and nobody <laughs> fixed it right like so it was a horrible her wig wow no it wasn't fixed the post at all her, her her wig was horrible all right That's uh, and then it is. It, it is. They shouldn't have did her like that, man. Like, they, you know, they can make her hair look a little bit better than that. And God God help me. If that was her real hair, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry, but it looked like a wig. It looked like That's a bad wig. And, uh, and then we got Bruce Banner. We didn't get it. So all of us remember Professor Hulk from uh, Hulk from um, Avengers Endgame and right. how he and Bruce, Bruce Banner and the incredible Hulk had merged and turned to professor Hulk. Well, in this end credit scene, we get Hulk. I mean, we get Bruce Banner, Uh no, full sure. Bruce Banner, not professor Hulk at all. He has like a sling on his arm. So, you know, this is definitely after end game, but man, he looks much older. Like you, you could t- even in the, uh, even with the hologram, uh, uh, hologram, you could tell he looks older, grayer, you know, a little, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just a little bit tired, right? Uh, and and maybe that is a sign of what happened after, um, after Endgame, how much it took out of him, yeah, right. to, to turn back into the Hulk. Uh, and basically, what what all of them they're gathered together and they're examining the power source of the Ten Rings. And they okay. were talking about as, as Sean, Chi was fighting his father. He took possession of the 10 rings and they changed color from blue to orange, which kind of signifies like a power change or some type right. of frequency change. When that happens, uh, uh, Wong tells us, or he lets us know that some type of beacon went out and the three of them are there. Wong, Captain Marvel, and Bruce Banner, are three are are three uh experts in their field so wong an expert in magic and sorcery uh um, right. captain marvel an expert in alien artifacts and alien energy sources and then you have um, um bruce banner who's an ex- expert in gamma gamma power frequencies physics all this other yeah. stuff right Science he's an expert and in all this Yeah, science and journal. Well, I know he has his own thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I try to stick with that because I know we're going to get Reed Richards at some point. Uh, But having said that, this should kind of tip you off what I'm thinking. Now, the easy answer is once this beacon goes off, we can say, okay, the beacon is for a celestial, one of these beings that we're going to see in the Eternals. However, and, and let's, you know what? Let's mark this down, right? What time is it? It is. It is what time is it? It's 9 09, okay, September 6th, 2021. I'm putting this out here. This is this is a spoiled milk exclusive. An exclusive all right. Somebody shared (laughs) this, all right. I don't think that that beacon is going out to the celestials because the celestials basically what they do is they planted a seed in earth, and we're kind of get to that in eternals. Uh, the next movie that's coming out in November, they they have a seed in Earth and that seed will birth another celestial. OK, right. I don't okay. think that beacon is going out to them. I honestly think that the beacon is going out to Galactus. OK, that's who I think is going because we already know we're getting the Fantastic Four. All right. right. Now this is a long, this is a long game prediction I'm making here. I mean, like something like way, way far off. Right. All right. right. But I think that beacon is going out to Galactus to let him know that some type of power source is there, or and maybe not Galactus, maybe the Silver Surfer. But you know, if the Silver Surfer is coming, that's got something to do with Galactus.
0: But yeah, that is,
1: yeah, that's my theory right there because I don't think the Celestials need a beacon to come back. All they need is once the once their seed uh, takes uh, takes root and it grows in it, you know, its birthed or whatever, they'll come back or the celestial will go to them. So I think this is a beacon for Galactus or uh, some type of beacon for one of his heralds, whether it's the Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer, or whether it's Nova or somebody like that, but one of Galactus's heralds in right. order to bring him to Earth and say, hey. This is what's happening, this is what's going on. I think we're entering into the cosmic age of the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in a larger sense, uh, where people are gonna see that okay, Thanos was you know, he he was small potatoes, he was small potatoes, so
0: he was just the first all of this intergalactic nonsense coming. Yeah, and yeah, are they yeah. introduced Kang at the at the end of the of the Loki series, so so yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a, a very good theory, and it's good to see that they had some sort of tie in with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because <laughs> I was wondering how Shang Chi tied in. So bringing in Wong and and making that connection with the ten bracelets, I think that was a, that was good to kind of sort of tie all of that in. So it makes a little bit more sense. Okay, and speaking of the Eternals and and, uh, and some other movies that we briefly mentioned, you have the upcoming schedule of when things are g- going to drop or going to come out?
1: Yeah, so uh, let's let's just talk about, we can go through, we're only going to go through the 2022, right? Because, okay. you know, they got stuff way beyond that, but I don't want to make the mistake that DC does. You know how DC, remember when DC came out with that slate and they're like, Justice League is coming out. 2018, oh, yeah. Justice League yeah. 2, 2019, Green Lantern, 2021. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I don't want to make that mistake. I, I think we're doing good enough going into these six because we know all these six movies are in production or uh, they've wrapped production and maybe some of them are in post right now. Uh, so we'll go over these six and then we can keep, we can talk about each one, whether we're hyped for it or not. Uh, okay. So let's start with the Eternals. Eternals comes out November 5th of this year what are you thinking about that
0: i'll say on the scale of one to ten my excitement level is about a four and a half um <laughs> and all four and a half of those points is because this is marvel i, w- I want to give them credit for what they've done i want to have a little confidence because they've given me some great movies but at the same time i saw the trailer it was like ho-hum I was excited to see that my boy Rob Stark is still making money. I, I was a big Rob fan on Game of Thrones, and to see him in this one, that was a good thing. I've never been a fan of Angelina Jolie, and to be totally honest, I didn't recognize anybody else in the trailer. So I'm I'm excited for Rob, and I'm excited for this being the next thing we're getting from Marvel. But outside of that. I didn't grow up reading the Eternals comic books. I didn't hear much about the Eternals until over the last year when they were talking about, hey, that's going to be an Eternals movie. And I'm like, great, who are the Eternals? So, yeah, my my excitement level is at a strong four and a half. 4.5. Four point five, a
1: strong four and a half. Long like you, you got four yeah. possible, right? You got four, four
0: possible. No, no, four and a half will be bored. Yeah, we're gonna be at bored on this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, bored, bored. Yeah, we, bored. Yeah, we we're going <laughs> bored on
0: this one. Yeah, strong four and a half. Yeah.
1: A strong four and a, well, you know, I would say my excitement is so after the last trailer, my excitement raised uh, quite a bit. That level raised up quite a bit. Uh, just because, first of all, they kind of answered some of those questions about uh, them not being involved with so many uh, natural disasters, including uh, the snap by Thanos. They, they kind of a- answered that about, uh, you know, uh, their dictates, their mandates, rather, about what they were supposed to do to get a glimpse at a celestial being, uh, which we have not seen. That really uh, made me excited, too. So it kind of raised my excitement level. I- I'll say a strong seven to eight. I'll say a strong seven 70 because wow. I'm, you know, okay. yeah, I'm a fanboy of it, uh, and I picked up the the latest Eternals uh, comic book, and uh, where they kind of fight Thanos, and that's going really well. And uh, you know, I've read a couple of Eternals, so they kind of turned me around with that last trailer. All right, that right. last trailer okay. turned me around, and then you know they got Selma Hayek in there. They got Selma Hayek.
0: Oh, okay, I and didn't know You know. I've been a fan yeah, of Salma for yeah, quite, she, a, quite a while.
1: Yes, yeah, for quite a while, right? So you yeah. know, you know, uh, you know that's 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 how that goes. So she's in it with Rob Stark, and uh, oh yeah, shout know, out to Rob. John Snow is in it too. John, John Snow's Snow in is it. in it too. John John Snow is in there too. Yeah, he's gonna be the Black Knight.
0: None. Okay, I yeah, didn't he's, see he's in oh, there. Okay, yeah. I didn't see see Rob, brother slash first cousin slash half yeah. brother again. I'm trying to remember how they, they ended ended their family thing in Game of Thrones, but okay, well, well, that that sounds good. I guess one thing, well, one thing that kind of bothers me about the direction they're going is basically this is like chapter two. Chapter one ended in in an end game. Chapter one was awesome, mm-hmm. and we got to see more grounded characters. I mean, case in point, Tony Stark is a tech genius who developed the suit. Black Widow was a highly trained Russian spy. Captain America is a guy who got a serum. Black Panther has the heart-shaped herb. He's a regular guy with some super enhanced capabilities. So we're mm-hmm. we're going from these type of heroes to Chapter 2 when they're fighting cosmic beings. I mean, what? What does Sam Wilson do fighting alongside the Eternals?
1: <laughs> We've had this conversation. Remember, we had this conversation. Yeah. Sam Wilson needs the Super Soldier Serum. I don't know. Yeah. The, the wings are nice, right? The wings are cool. Yeah. The suit is nice. You know, the little, you know, Red Wing, the little electronic bird he has on his back. That's all cool. But man, you're out here fighting dudes who can shoot lasers out their ass now. So you need, you know, you, you need, a, yeah. you, you need, you know, something. You can, He got to start juicing. He got to start yeah. juicing.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if, if you're in a nightclub and you need somebody to watch your back, would you pick Sam Wilson or would you pick Derrick Henry from the, from the NFL? I would probably pick Derrick. He can't fly. He doesn't have any wings, but we can't fly inside the club. <laughs> So so yeah but I mean so, even if Sam does get the super serum soldier I mean the super soldier serum what does what does he do against cosmic means? I mean you got Kane coming you got all of these ridiculously overpowered villains and you got pretty much some people who very good athletes who who have a shield or they have a nice I mean since since Iron Man is gone now you have Rhodey with two bad knees with a <laughs> With an Iron Man suit, that's just about as good as the main Iron Man suit. I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of realism. Well, first of all, to say realism, talking about comic book movies is kind of silly, anyway. But I'm just wondering how how much of a fair fight this is going to be for our good guys versus these inter, well, intergalactic not- super super villains. <laughs>
1: You make a great point because they've set these rules up, right? And while we know it's not realism at all, they've set these rules up in this this power base. And as you get more or or you get higher level threats, then your response and your ability to respond has to also increase. So you, you know, as we are seeing these increasing threats galactically you have to have a little bit more than what you have. And, and you're right. Like Sam Wilson, he ain't going to be able to hold up with nobody. And not Captain America with the, with the super soldier serum, he stood against Thanos for a minute, but, yeah. but had it not been for Thor's hammer, he wouldn't even been there. So at this point, what do we get next? How, you know, how do we go forward next? What's, What's going to happen next in order for us to get to that next level, that next junction? There has to be a leap in the power of all these superheroes. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, and if there you has look to at be a leap
1: in know. the power.
0: Yeah, it's definitely got to be a leap. And if you're looking at who we have yet to see revealed, does, does, does Wolverine bridge that gap? Does Reed Richards bridge that gap? Does She-Hulk... And it's, and I would really rather if they would go go the route of less playing up Doctor Doom more. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe when you finally bring in the Avengers, Magneto has some kind of dastardly plan to get rid of the regular humans. I mean, go to that sort of level to get more realistic supervillains or supervillains closer to the level of the superheroes we have. But yeah, you're talking about Eternals and Galactus, some gigantic dude who literally eats planets, and he has Silver Surfer going around to do his grocery shopping for him. And you're going to get <laughs> get Rhodey and win a Soldier and and Sam Wilson to to, to go and battle against Kang. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is going to be interesting to see how they pull this off.
1: Well, you know what, and and as you were saying this, the the uh, template that pops off or it pop it comes to mind to best solve this is what the X Men do all the time. Remember the old X Men cartoon? Remember that where? Oh yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, used to come on Saturday mornings. Back in and, the nineties. Yeah. You know the X? They would face apocalypse, or they would face. Uh, their biggest threat was probably a Phoenix, right? Yeah. So they oh, would yeah. face these huge humongous, you know, world changing threats. And the only way that they can survive or the only way that they came, uh, uh, came away victorious was they had to work together with the, the power that they had in order to defeat, uh, whatever, you know, big bad they had to face. And that's pretty much where we're at with the Avengers. They, they have to create a big bad to where they need to use their power sets together not individually because in a lot of senses what we saw even at the end of end game uh the only time that they really used their power sets together was was to get the infinity gauntlet from one side of the battlefield to the other that was the only time uh so we don't really see them fight uh fight together other than in the first avengers movie So remember the first Avengers movie where Captain America uses steel to deflect Iron Man's beam. And then, you know, Thor and Captain America fighting side by side. We really haven't gotten that again. You know, it did a little bit in age of Ultron, but we haven't really gotten that again where they're using their, their abilities in tandem. And then they're trying to outthink and outmaneuver other villains. So with these cosmic level threats, we're going to have to get that on a larger scale in order for them to defeat these other villains. Uh, let, let's true. move on. Cause I, I, I know we got Eternals wrapped up. So you a strong oh, yeah. four and a half. I'm an eight on that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Spider-Man.
1: Okay. So we got Spider-Man next Spider-Man, no way home December 17th uh, of this year. Uh, how okay. are you feeling about Spider-Man?
0: The first two Spider-Man movies. I liked a lot of things. But they just didn't really hit me. I mean, that Spider-Man senior trip to France or whatever (laughs) with the with Mysterio, that kind of left a lot to be desired. This one, bringing in Doctor Doom. I mean, not bringing Doctor Doom, bringing Doctor Strange, and doing the whole time whatever, which is which is kind of similar to what they did in What If, but with lower stakes. I'm I'm hoping. I'm kind of I'm kind of encouraged on on that one. I'm going to give this one. I'm going to say I'm expecting about a seven, seven jugs of spoiled milk out of this one. That's that's my that's my initial expectation.
1: I, I'm I'm pretty much with you there. Uh, I, I'm just a little bit higher because you know I'm, I love the old old school Spider Man. So having uh, uh, Alfred Molina come back is Doc Ock. Uh, yeah. potentially having a uh, green goblin uh, back in there as well. Uh, having, you know, having all those old characters and the potential of the sinister six on screen yeah. for me, that, that would just be uh, almost a dream come true. So I'm a little higher up on the totem pole there. Uh, I think you're right. As far as uh, the last Spider-Man, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it left a lot to be desired. But I do yeah. think that ending was probably one of the best endings for a Spider-Man movie where they outed who he was. Uh and then yeah. you get J. Jonah Jameson up there talking about we got an exclusive, uh Spider-Man is this kid and all and I, I'm really excited to see how that works out uh for him. I know I know he manipulates the timeline because of that, but I want to see how they land. How they land that teaser and how they go forward with it. But again, it's Spider-Man. So I, you know, I'm a sucker for Spider-Man. Uh, oh, me too. I'm hoping we also get a Miles Morales. If Miles Morales oh. can be in there, that'd be good.
0: That would be awesome for real. The only well, I guess since they've made Spider Man so young, because cause in the um in the very good PlayStation 4 game, I'm not sure if you've played either one of them. But the Spider-Man game oh, yeah. and the Spider-Man Miles game, those are both very good games. And they seem to, to portray Peter as being like the older Spider-Man who gives Miles advice. You know, he's kind of like Miles' mentor. I would love to see Miles, but how, how old would Miles be? Because they still still having Peter as an 11th grader. So would Miles be in, what, 7th grade or so? Uh, but, hey, you know. He can still visit a science factory and get bit by a radioactive spider on a field trip in seventh grade or whatever. Hey, that'll be cool. A
1: a science factory. A A science science factory. So I just imagine uh, a a bunch of men in white lab coats on (laughs) an assembly line just, you know. Put together
0: yeah. formulas and stuff. Science factory. Oh, a, a science oh. factory, and and this seventh grader breaks away from the rest of the class and is nosy and <laughs> goes in this room he has no business and gets bit by this radioactive spider. That could happen twice. Why not?
1: Yeah, it can. It can. Yeah. Why not? Why not?
0: Sure. Why, not why not, Miles? Anything. be nosy. It's
1: the Marvel universe. That's yes, it. It. That's
0: it's the, the Marvel universe. universe. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> anything can happen. Anything. New York City you is a spider power city.
0: Oh yeah, that's it. My from Harlem. active
1: and... deli sandwiches. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you know, it might have been a mix-up in the lunchroom. You never know. Yeah, cafeteria lady might have given him superpowers. Yeah, They had a bad PB and J one day.
1: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, that, yeah. that would be the worst power ever. I shoot. I, I shoot peanut butter from my wrist. That would be <laughs>
0: peanut butter from my wrist, and the, the wrist gets clogged on occasion because the peanut butter is so thick. Yeah.
1: That that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> so it. that was number two uh, out of six.
0: What's number three on your list yeah, then? So
1: uh we got Doctor Strange coming out March twenty fifth. Uh Doctor oh, Strange right? March twenty fifth of next year. Uh as for me, this is probably the most well, this is one of one of my top two, right? Uh I'm looking forward to my multiverse of madness. Uh sing with division was and manipulation of the multiverse was great uh so i'm really looking forward to that and then again on the heels of what if episode four and seeing the implications of things going wrong in the multiverse uh these right. absolute points which i i think i we can i touch on that real quick
0: please please do yeah
1: yeah so i i think episode four built something uh like the building blocks like we got one of the one of the for sure rules of how the multiverse is built and that's with these absolute points points that no matter what universe you're in or what facet of the multiverse you're in these absolute points are like the the foundation of the multiverse and when you mess with one of those found those foundational points the absolute points then it creates a rift in that universe, and it tears all the way apart. So I think what what if episode four did was lay the groundwork of how the multiverse works. Like you can't just go in and change everything. Like no, there are certain things that are going to always happen. So what we see in every episode so far, we see Cap. We see a someone with the super soldier serum. I won't see Captain America because Captain Carter isn't Captain America, but you right. see a super soldier serum that creates somebody like Captain America in every episode, right? right? You see there's a Thor in every episode, right? That that, right. that, that thing that creates Thor, that more is in every episode. So you have these absolute points that no matter what multiverse you go into, there are going to be certain things that are the same in every single one. So I think as we get into Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, we're going to see that on a greater scale. And I'm going into that film. I'm definitely going to have my notebook and my pen getting ready to write down these rules because right now everything is new and we're going to see how it works.
0: Yeah, I have now that one. I've, I've, I've been a, been a little pessimistic about the first two. I have, uh, I actually have a, have a whole lot of, um, Positivity going into this one, because um, I'm not sure if you if, if you recall, but last year we had a podcast speaking of basically how they can make basically fix things, fix a few things that might need to be fixed. And I was I was reading an article, I think it was in EW, it was a while ago, but it was basically saying that like take for instance Tom Cruise, he he was he either auditioned for Iron Man or he was rumored to be up for the role. So they're saying in an alternate universe they're going to cast tom cruise to play iron man in an, in an alternate universe they're going to have um have a couple other people this other guy can't think of his name but he's actually um jim from the office and he's oh, he's yeah, on yeah. A, yeah so so he was up for captain america and i think he's going to mm-hmm. be captain america in some alternate universe and last year we talked about black panther and this leads into the Black Panther Part Two. I think it would be good in the in the um, multiverse of madness if they sort of establish another Black Panther in another universe. They don't have to call him T'Challa out of respect for Chadwick. They could even say in this universe, Five Fifty Killmonger, because he's actually a prince as well. Maybe his father got the got the crown instead of T'Chaka and maybe they establish him as black panther and maybe for some reason he leaves his universe he comes to the main marvel universe and that has an effect on the black panther 2 movie which comes out after multiversal madness and that's my hope mm-hmm. is that they uh, they address how to give us another black panther without recasting t'challa and i'm hoping that the placing that one before black panther 2 was intentional So they can establish something in there with the multiverse, with these same people being in other multiverses and coming over. And I don't know, maybe this this could be one way to explain, you know, to prevent the fan backlash. We didn't recast Chadwick's role, but we brought another Black Panther in from another universe to put on the costume. And maybe they could have his personality be different. Maybe he doesn't get along with Sherry. Maybe Okoye doesn't like him, or maybe he's. I don't know, you know. They can use this to sort of recast without recasting, I guess. And That's I have a, good a point I, that, that I, is a good point. The movie itself, anyway, not for how we can fix the Black Panther, too, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. We're gonna see what happens with Black Panther. So you know what? Let's move down the line because that's coming up too. So uh, after Doctor okay. Strange, we'll get uh, another Thor, Thor: uh, Love and Thunder, which okay. that, that is my most anticipated Marvel movie. That releases uh, May sixth, uh, twenty twenty two, uh, and is, uh Natalie Portman's back. And then we have uh, Christian Bale. He's gonna play Gore, the God Butcher. Uh, okay you know just i I love the storyline already uh i have i've read through it multiple times i've read through that storyline multiple times uh and it's just as good today uh as it was uh way back i think it was 2015 or something or 14 when that when that uh series came out uh thor god of thunder but this is called thor love and thunder may 6 2022 you have any thoughts on that
0: yeah, I have a, I have a confession. This is this is going to make some of the spoiled milk family probably angry, but I don't care for Natalie Portman. I've I've never been a fan. Uh, well, one one caveat: the the professional. She was about twelve, and um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen that, but but it's with this guy, Leon or Leon, because I think yeah, he's French. Yeah, he's an assassin. He's French. Yeah. She, so she's, she's a little kid that lives down the hall, and she carries a potted plant the whole movie, and he's an awesome assassin. I thought she was good in that, did not care for her as Padme, and I liked her better as Padme than I did in the first Thor movie. I've just never been a fan, and the thought of her carrying on or being Thor for hopefully very, very limited time in this movie just makes me cringe. I'm hoping that they, they give Thor his powers back by the time the movie's over because if she's going to be Thor going forward, I'm not really happy with that.
1: Okay. Well, I, I will tell her. you this. Uh, her her run as Thor, well, let me put it like this. Jane Foster's run as Thor in the comic books wasn't that bad. Like a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they made a, a big deal out of it, a, a big issue out of it. Uh, it, it was at a point when Thor uh, was unworthy of carrying the hammer. And okay. it was a point where he learned a lot about himself and it wasn't like he was dead, right? He just couldn't carry the hammer, but they needed a Thor. So what he did is uh, he carried an ax and the name of the ax escapes me right now, but it was a pretty powerful ax. Uh, so you had two comics at the time, you had Thor, the unworthy, uh, and then you had, you know, thor with jane foster and she did a good job man she did a good job and and i can't blame natalie portman for pat may uh as much <laughs> as i love george lucas as yeah. much as i love george lucas he should never write dialogue like he is he is great with ideas he's great he's built this wonderful universe in star wars uh but his dialogue man harrison ford told him like this he said you can write this but nobody can say it that's what that's what he's told <laughs> for. So, that, yeah. you know that that's 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 kind of how that goes. He he's not great at writing dialogue. So yeah. I, I don't blame Natalie Portman for that. I blame a lot of the people who were just greenlighting everything Lucas did in those prequels and didn't tell him, hey, maybe we should change this. Maybe we should adjust this. The prequels they have a lot a, a lot going on that I like and a lot that I don't like but i can't blame that on her you have you seen black swan i haven't
0: i haven't seen a great job in that okay Okay. it's a little
1: weird it's a little weird the ending is like super weird but as far as acting goes she did a great job in that uh she did a great job so but i'm looking forward to thor we'll see how it goes i think i have some digital copies of that comic book i'll you know okay. that I bought legally let me say that on the podcast yes. i bought those copies legally all right so they, i did not pirate yeah. those copies co- yes of course it's legal of course. but anyway of i can i can send you my legal copies <laughs> of thor god of thunder for you to read <laughs> cuz i have the physical copies as well that i bought but send, I can send that to me yes
0: yeah, so send that to me because i, I will. mean maybe i need to take another look at i am not totally judging Natalie. She's probably a fine actress, but yeah, Pat and may just, and, and, and I can see what you're saying. I mean, she's an actress. She has to read the script that's put in front of her. And yeah, but, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just somebody, some of the times with, with Pat and may and with, with her portrayal. Typically it was uh, specifically that, that fight when they had to fight those big lizards and she and Anakin are jumping oh, on the back man. in the arena that was kind of – it had some cringeworthy moments. And, yeah, it was a lot of cringeworthy moments in Episode 2, as a matter of fact. But
1: Quite a few. Yeah. Quite, quite, quite a few. A few. So, so we got Thor, Thor, God and the Thunder coming out May 6th next year. And then we have Black Panther uh, coming out, it looks like, right around or right after July 4th. So it's coming out July 8th. Okay. Uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Uh, as far so as Black I, I Panther two, Oh,
0: okay. Well, well, as far as Black Panther two, I'm going to say, my my jug of spoiled milk has question marks on it. I can't I can't really give any sort of any sort of prediction because you know the things I've heard is that Ryan Coogler is back, he's bringing back the core cast, and they're they're I mean. The only only thing I've seen is that it's pretty vague. They're saying this is going to further the events of Black Panther 1. I mean, this is going to be in Wakanda. They've, they've mentioned possibly having Submariner as the villain. I've heard possibly Dr. Doom makes an appearance. I even heard Dr. Doom was going to be in Black Panther 2, and he's going to introduce them to Galactus. He's going to be one of Galactus's heroes. But I guess until I see a trailer, until we get more of a definite what's going on, and more of a who's who's wearing the suit, I don't I don't really get them making a whole movie with no established Black Panther. And let's let's face it, Shuri doesn't need to be Black Panther. Shuri is a tech genius, but she doesn't need to be Panther. She doesn't need to learn to fight and and um basically Queen Queen. Queen Ramonda said as much. If you recall in the first movie when when they thought Charlo was dead and they found one heart-shaped herb and they're taking it to M'Baku up on the mountain. By the time they got close to the mountain, it seemed like she, she sort of changed her mind. And you know, she, she looked at Nakia and said, look, Nakia, you're our best spy. You take the heart-shaped herb. She didn't say give it to Sherry. So I just don't really like the idea of Shuri being the Panther, but until I see a trailer and I kind of get a good grasp for where this is going, I just got question marks for it.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 with you there because here's the thing: uh, not only does Black Panther represent a superhero, he also has to represent a nation of people, and right. for that, you have to have somebody that's kind of regal. Uh, who who was able to not only uh, blend in uh, with the superhero community, but also able to interact on that world stage and, and get a get get us in the seats. Sure, he's not gonna get me in the seats. I, I don't either. care what nobody say about it. Yeah. I she's not gonna get me in the seats. Now, if for some now now this is a wild card. If for some reason they bring Storm into the fray. Not to say the storm would be Black Panther, but right. if they bunk storm into the fray, then that 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 would definitely pique my interest. But you got to get somebody, even even if Mbaku, if he wore the mantle of Black Panther, some, you got to get somebody. If you got, you, you know, I don't somebody. like the fact of them bring. Yeah, I don't like the fact of them bringing Killmonger back, uh, just because you know he died in the first film everybody's like i'll get michael b jordan back no 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 don't bring michael gp jordan back. if you're doing it in the multiverse okay fine but you know i hate i didn't like that about loki don't keep fake killing the character right yeah. now don't, don't say oh he dead and then oh we, well we found a way of bringing him back no you gotta yeah. kill some people you got like make on balance in the 80s stick. yeah and, and,
0: and, yeah don't bring him back it was all the dream yeah with yeah. the Bobby, you and
1: dream sequence? Exactly. That's, that's not going to work. So I'm, I'm with you there, man. A lot of question marks there. I'm hoping they get together. They deliver something that's worthwhile. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do this, right? So, uh, you sure. know, you guys are getting millions of dollars to get this. Get it right, please. Uh, yeah. And then rounding us out here, uh, we got the Marvels, which is basically Captain Marvel 2. Uh, okay. uh, debuting almost a year from now, a little over a year from now, November 11th, uh, 2022. Uh, you and I talked about this, and yeah. uh, you you had uh, you had something you want to see in this film. You want to share?
0: Most definitely, most definitely. I heard a, r- a rumor that um, this is going to be the Marvel sim- Cinematic Universe of Mystique and Rogue, and of course, if you follow rogue in the comics. She's not the the whimpering kind of emotional rogue that we saw in the Fox movie. She can fly, mm-hmm. she's super strong and she has all the powers of Captain Marvel because, spoiler, she took Captain Marvel's powers in the comics. So I've heard that this is going to be introduced in that movie. I don't think it's, it's, okay. it's any imagination that the fan base generally doesn't care for Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And I would I would put myself in that club as well. And maybe this is a way I that win. they can they can basically get rid of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and give Rogue her same powers. And it was an excellent point you made on, on, on our last podcast. Maybe when Rogue takes her powers, mm-hmm. she doesn't get everything. And they kind of depower the Captain Marvel powered power setup, sort of, because yeah, you know, she was going toe to toe with Thanos. I think Thanos, what well, she she gave Thanos a headbutt, or he headbutted her. I can't remember which one now. But, but yeah, I would be sort of in favor of yeah, let's 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 give Rogue those powers, and that would be an awesome way. I'm not sure when the when the X Men are going to finally get an introduction, but if we're going to get X Men cameos along the way, and then sometime down the line, we we find out. Professor X is putting some of these people together. Hey, you know, that'll be a good way to bring us the superpower rogue.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I don't <laughs> normally say this, but I hope who, whoever overpowered Captain Marvel like that, uh, in Avengers Endgame and and, and you know, and all this other stuff. I, you know, I usually don't say like stuff like this, but I hope they lost <laughs> their job. Either that or they got a huge pay cut because yeah. that was just that that you know, nobody, look, nobody likes Captain Marvel. Brie Larson comes off really, and I don't know her personally, right? But she yeah. comes across as being very just obtuse and just a person. You you know, even in when you're watching the interviews, when, when she's with other characters, like I think Don, like she touched Don Cheadle in the interview. He was like, don't touch me. I said, don't touch me. I'm like, Damn, <laughs> Don Cheadle, he usually pretty chill
0: and you know and and even
1: jerry yeah jerry mariner you could like you know it's all in body language and and i'm just like oh my god just you know so i'm you know one of the things like even i know you put what was that four and a half what'd you put four and a half was that the eternals or oh yeah that was the eternal yeah four and a half yeah you put something that uh, i'm going below that man i'm going like a two I'm going like it too. Like wow. that's one of the things like you, yeah, you can bring it straight to stream. Now, the only reason I would be interested. Uh, they introduced, I don't think it was Monica Rambeau in, uh, Wanda Uh, but, but her, her daughter, I can't, yeah. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. her can't remember Wanda vision. And, uh, that character was awesome. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry. Somebody's out there screaming her name right now. And I, it, 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 really escapes me but uh mm-hmm. in wandavision she was a great character and i liked her power set and i liked how it worked and, and uh you know as, as many Marvin. of us would know, mm-hmm. yeah she yeah. is called captain marvel and yeah. and then i think she translates a photon
0: yeah to full photon that's right.
1: or something like that but good character in the comics i know is monica rambeau and i'm not sure if right. it's the same on the show, I can't. I can't remember right now. Um, it, it escapes me. I can't but either. With regards to that, she, yeah, she. She's the bright spot there for me. But as far as Brie Larson, Brie Larson is very divisive. Just very like anytime, like when I saw her on the the mid credit scene for, for Shang Chi, I just I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh my god, like can we just get rid yeah. of her? Just please, just give me anybody else and i know she's under contract so uh you know they gotta do what they gotta do but I, I just you know and it's not just us there are a lot of fans who feel the same type of way but yeah i'm like at a two i'll maybe a three i'll give it a three i won't be that negative right I, well, I, I'll well say three.
0: <laughs> this one i would i would have to see if it's just going to be a captain marvel love fest yeah i'm probably going to be in that three or four three or four range also if I see Rogue in the mm-hmm. background and with Mystique, and I have a, have an inkling that yeah, this is going to be when she's going to zap those powers away, then yeah, you can push that number up to about a seven or eight for me because because I would love to see a superpower Rogue coming up, and I want them to do it right. I want them to get a get a tall woman that's muscular and with the brown hair and the white streak and all of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that would be good. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we want a rogue that matches what we expect. Yeah. So that's that's our slate, that's our slate for the next two years. Uh, our Marvel preview, as you would, uh, for this year. So, uh, all you geeks and geeks out there, mark your oh, calendars, yeah. uh, get ready. Hopefully by then, COVID and all this forms will be a hundred percent gone. Uh, you See know, that when again, you just masked wow. up or. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just ready for it to go. It was it was good to go to the theater to see Shang Chi, uh, but it, it just it, it wasn't like it used to be, right? Like those yeah. those days are have been gone, and I really hope we can get back to that. I hate to see movie theaters go away, but you know it is where what it is. Uh, so that's all we got for today. You got anything to wrap us up before we get out of here?
0: No, I don't. I don't really have anything for for um, wrap up. How about you?
1: No, I, I don't have anything for wrap up. I got a lot of football on the mind right now. I'm thinking about my team. Oh, me too.
0: Uh, me too. Yeah,
1: we got we got kickoff uh, uh, on Thursday between, who's that? The Bucks and who was that? Yeah, the Bucks and, and somebody else.
0: Yeah, the Tampa Bucks and Bayon. the Cowboys, I think.
1: Cowboys, oh, uh, yeah. No, no, I think <laughs> it's
0: the Lions and the Cowboys. My fault. It's, Cause I have no, lots of, No, No, of, no, it of, no, it's the bucks, it's the bucks it's and the cowboys. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, I keep thinking yeah. cowboys because I got a lot of cowboy fans in the family and a lot of Detroit Lions family family as well. The only difference is all of my Lions family live in Detroit, <laughs> and my Cowboys fans live <laughs> in South Carolina, <laughs> in Georgia. Well, I pray,
1: I pray for Cowboys fans. I do because. You know, I, you know, they have, they have this delusion. They haven't done anything since the nineties. You
0: know, he's at least frank. as
1: lion fans, we know, we know, we know what to expect. We already, I have a love hate relationship with them. Like I want them to do it. I've walked away. You know, I've, I've done like a remember old boy in Harlem nights where he's like, yeah, put your mama on the phone. I ain't coming back home. I've done that. Lions and then, you know, I yeah. came, then I came back home and, and you know, yeah. my wife calls me Judas. She calls me Judas, but I'm like, you know, they doing a little something different. So that's kind of hard.
0: She yeah, shouldn't but, call but, you Judas you now. That's a little bit harsh.
1: <laughs> no, it's just for the Lions. It's, it's all good. But, but at least we don't have the <laughs> sense that they're going to do something. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, the Lions Super Bowl. Super Bowl 22. Here comes the okay. Lions. No, that, that's not what we're doing. We know, but Cowboy fans, will. they'll make you think that this is the year. Jack is hell yeah. Ezekiel, yeah. he has he doesn't wear a belly shirt anymore. He has on the full shirt. They're gonna make it all the way. That's what that's what Cowboy fans would do. And they you from
0: 1995 until today. Oh yeah, you know, the oh, yeah they've exactly. they, they've been going to the next Super Bowl every year for the last twenty five years.
1: <laughs> for the, yeah. look, they got a nice stadium though. That stadium nice. It's oh
0: it's the one in the league.
1: Yeah. yeah you is. can
0: lose the comfort. Yeah, you the and comfort. Comfort. That's how right, and oh, I have to give give Jerry Jerry Jones all of the props. Winning games is kind of not the point when you have the most valuable franchise and team sports on the planet. I think they were worth three point something billion dollars, and that's more than all of those big European soccer teams. So Super Bowls is a little bit overrated. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are worth that much or the books. So, hey, hey, Jerry, keep on doing what you're doing. You're making the money.
1: Man, wow. Well, that that's about it for our podcast today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Mike, thank you as always, man. I appreciate doing this podcast with you.
0: Same here. Thank you as well. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you, Spore Milk family, for hanging out with us for a little bit over an hour here. Um, If yeah. you don't have anything else, um, uh, DJ, is the... That's some
1: parting words for the people, or we out. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna apologize to all the cowboy fans out there. Don't please don't dislike our podcast. We still love you. We just still you know out we're here. out here speaking truth. We're just, oh, yeah. We just we're out here speaking speak truth. That's all it is. That, that's <laughs> it. You know, we're just out here speaking truth. We love Dak. We got, we we're glad Dak, Dak is right. back. But I'm yeah, glad Dak is back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah, Dak, Dak is
0: back. And I hope C.D. Lamb has a great year because he's on my fantasy team on, on, on one league. So, C.D. Lamb, if you're out there, I want you to catch every pass in the end zone. Just come and see.
1: That's it. That's <laughs> it. And welcome to the Sportville family. Uh, that's all we got. Again, thank you all. <laughs> thank you all uh, for joining us today. Uh, be safe. Be great. Be amazing.